Welcome, Alice. Um, I know that you're going through a transition of your own um, with your family. And um, I just wanted to ask you some questions about uh, just in reflection of what it's been like um, in motherhood, raising your boys who are soon entering adulthood. Um, so I guess my first question for you is to um, share any thoughts and feelings, because I know your youngest son is going to graduate mm -hmm. from high school soon, and yeah. he's your baby. So yeah. <laughs> what are the thoughts and emotions and feelings mm -hmm. that you've been processing as you make, this, make preparations for his mm -hmm. transition? I would like to share like how when the boys were young, just like you have your children now, they're still young. When my boys were young, I had all these expectations and dreams for them. And, mm -hmm. and that God has been so faithful in really uh, helping me and Ray to see that uh, all these dreams can only be built on um, just a trust in him. You know, and this is a journey of faith. As we raise our children, we are growing with them spiritually and witnessing God's work in their lives. And um, I always told my boys, you know, ever since they were young, you know, this is your story that you're writing with God. You know, you will take that ownership of your of your faith and really see what God can do in your life. So we are very grateful that, you know, they had the opportunities to, to grow in this church community and to get to know Jesus as their personal savior and also be able to grow with the brothers and sisters, uh, people such as yourself, you know, like, you know, a life stage, you have the, a couple life stages ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And also, also those who are, um, you know, just a little bit ahead of them. And those are their peers and they all grow together to really, again, like I said, witness God's work in their lives. So in the transition wise, I can see as my boys are coming into the adulthood, I see myself um, also transition from being their mother slash nurturer to mother slash advisor. Um, right. You know, like, you know, as they're growing, you know, being adult, I don't think they'd like to be told what to do. And I also trust that the Lord has given me the, the opportunity to, to opportunity to train them to be able to build their faith upon God and see how he works. And so now they're entering adulthood, I am giving them opportunity to make decisions on their own. You know, so mm -hmm. for example, we have, you know, we have the four of us in the family, right? So I still hold the, uh, the master calendar, but each one of them oh, have wow. their own schedule, right? They take care of their own uh, schedule responsibilities. And so I will coordinate, you know, our schedule according, accordingly, according to what they're available. So we can have this, uh, family activities or events that we can participate together with. Uh, other than that, you know, they run their own schedule or their responsibilities. And if they ever need any kind of advice, they will come to me or Ray or dad. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, along the way, there's many failures and trials. And I told them, you know what? That's why we'll work together. You need to try, fail and try again to, mm -hmm. and to learn <laughs> all the consequences that honestly, they never expected to learn. <laughs> So I'm like, right. like, like, for example, along the way, the byproducts of learning is like the you know, extra stress or unexpected failures. And they just like, oh, wow, you know, like all these things I have to learn together to grow into that adulthood. So I think just being able to watch them and be available to them as they need advice or some, you know, ideas. And then we 
I come alongside them to support them in that way. So I have to say, though, it's actually a big transition for me because, you know, I'm not like tiger mom or like helicopter mom, helicopter mom, but I like to just <laughs> see how my kids are doing, right? Like I want to know what they're doing and how they're doing and are they on the right track and this and that. But I have learned to hold back myself and allow them to make decisions and make mistakes and learn from mm -hmm. those mistakes to mature and to to better um, themselves you know uh, for the next time around when they have to make a decision again so yeah it's, it's a lot of learning on my end as well as so i watching them grow yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you're really on that end where they've reached this critical turning point like 18 yeah. is the expected turning point from like child to adulthood mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like I think for you you're exiting that that first 18 years it's like the most critical years of their training yeah. mm -hmm. and your influence over them and I think you mentioned um how they are now on their own to make decisions and they can come to you as an advisor so now your yeah. role is changing from like constant nurture protector mm -hmm. and now I feel like when I'm with with your sons I feel very protected <laughs> like I have something to look forward to with with John oh, like, <laughs> that's good to know I'm glad yeah. you see that positive <laughs> side of it um but like you yeah. like you said um one of the, the turning points once you hit adulthood is you yeah. learn to make your own decisions yeah and I think the foundation that you set in those first 18 years is really critical in their mm -hmm. faith building foundation. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I guess a follow-up question to that is, um, as you were in the heart of raising them in those 18 years, mm -hmm. how did you decide as a family mm -hmm. um, what to let into your, your time as a priority? What kind of activities did you prioritize over the the list of things you could have mm -hmm. put your kids into? Mm -hmm. I think that, again, it's very important for us to know that we are not the ones that run my kid's life, run our kid's life. We're the one, again, we're the one are sent by God to take care of these children so that they can become, someday they can become, first of all, they will become the children of God by mm -hmm. believing Jesus <clears throat> and accept him as their personal savior. And second, to teach them God's way so that they can make decisions to um, glorify God and to be sanctified, you know, to be more like Christ, you know, as they're mm -hmm. growing, right? Spiritually mm -hmm. and in the, in the years to come. So with that mindset, you know, um, it's, you know, it just, become so much easier to know, okay, what kind of activity we should choose for our family, first of all, right? And then once you have that mindset, okay, okay, you're just going to be able to say, okay, prioritize the activities in the in my children's life. So honestly, from the moment we decided to homeschool them mm -hmm. to we went uh, church planting, you know, in Eastvale, from um, the, um, getting them involved into club soccer or club, sorry, club, uh, club sports to, you know, participating in say Cub Scout, later Boy Scout, you know, until they achieved Eagle Scout, you know, rank that journey, even from, you know, serving a church, you know, to 
again, you know, how much time that they should put in <laughs> to tutoring or even like school uh, club activities and all that, you know, we have a very clear idea as to how we can prioritize the schedule. For example, we would never schedule anything for Sunday morning because mm -hmm. we know that's a time that time to worship God with the right, body of right. Christ. And also mm -hmm. Friday night, that's their fellowship time, that where they can get to fellowship with the brothers and sisters in their age group. Mm -hmm. uh, so we purposefully like not schedule anything on Friday nights as well as Sunday morning so right. that we prioritize God in our lives. And so that from there, the kids just learn, the boys just learn that, okay, those are times that I, we are dedicated to, you know, to church, to God. Mm -hmm. God comes first. <clears throat> You know, and amazingly, when they were in high school, they both are uh, uh, involved with, uh, you know, um, sports. And mm -hmm. yeah, so we will pray together and say, okay, God, you know, we know now thank you for getting Josh and Joe into the varsity basketball. But now we, you know, God, please help us not to have, uh, help the coach not to have the practice on Sunday or <laughs> on Friday night. So the boys, like, we will pray prayers like that so that they, mm -hmm. they will be always available for for church for fellowship and for sunday worship you know so little things like that and amazing things that when we pray god answers prayer you know, he, just, he answered that the he answered in that very way exactly in that, in that very amazing. way amazing yeah even when he there was cares, small, yeah he does and then, so i yeah. feel like you know when we choose to honor god first mm -hmm. with, with our choices and he will honor us with mm. his with his answer to our prayers you know and mm -hmm. I just see that over and over again, just play out, his faithfulness play out in our lives, not in the boys' lives too. So I think that again, um, also right now that I, I find it very helpful is when uh, the boys, you know, um, I mean, you know, many of you guys know my boys because they always came with us to the Young Married Couple Fellowship and you and Darren and uh, many other Young Married Couples have known them. And I remember you still ask me like, oh, how do they enjoy the fellowship? Because they <laughs> You know, we talk about young married stuff, like adult stuff. Do they enjoy it? Like, yeah. They like, you know, how do they get into this conversation? But they're so amazed that, you know, just being able to see the person, the people that are in front of them, like how they go, how they do life together as a couple, as a married couple, and how do they help and encourage one another in the fellowship? And then they, mm -hmm. they, they witnessed it. So they see the importance and the value of a, a community that coming together to share life together. And so that's right, why they right. also value <laughs> the importance of their fellowship with their peers. And uh -huh. so again, I see that God used all these opportunities for them to really grow, but also understand the life of a church, the life of a community, and what, what it looks like to honor God together as the body of Christ and to lean on one another to continue to grow you know together going forward yeah. together yeah mm -hmm. so yeah so i'm really grateful for all those opportunities now i think about it's like <laughs> wow you know yeah it's countless opportunities for them to experience that so yeah it blessing. always comes full circle because i did first meet your family when your boys were the same age as my <laughs> younger two your kids, kids I, I yeah. believe yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't believe i'm in that stage now <laughs> And then Josh is like, oh, mom, you know, in the future, maybe I can counsel, oh, Leslie, I counsel John. When John gets to high school, I was oh, like, oh, yeah, for that's sure. A, that's a yeah. good thing. Ten, 10 years from now, right? Yes, That'll work years. out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. So actually, one of the things that you didn't list, but I think you guys committed to as a really big part of your life, wasn't it like weekly BSF as a family? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, wasn't I, that something you guys also Oh, planned? yeah. I was going to thank you for reminding me. Actually, yes. That's, <laughs> that's where really I ran a little bit. That's something that really hold us together. I anchor our faith in the Lord. Um, I mean, you know how BSF runs, Bible study fellowship, right? So we study the same lesson, adults and children in separate setting, but we study the same book, the same chapter, same verses. And, <laughs> and definitely, you know, uh, even when, when we used to homeschool and there's not a problem, you know, we're not bounded by school schedules. So they always, we always went to BSF on Tuesday night. But when they go to high school, start attending public school, again, all those sports schedule, practice schedule, you know, everything else, you know, we try to avoid Tuesday. And again, we always pray and God always made the way. God always mm -hmm. get us through it. And so again, yes, Bible study, in addition to what church Sunday school teaches, Bible study is again, root themselves in God's word. It's so important because mm -hmm. that's how they will find, uh, understand who God is and learn more mm -hmm. about God, his character, his nature and you know, and that desire to be like him. In the middle of those 18 years, while doing your role faithfully and diligently, I think um, one of the biggest struggles I think moms can experience is discouragement. Mm. Um, and I think a big part of that is because this is a role that can be very isolating and lonely and um, it's not like a job where you you turn in your work and yeah. someone gives you feedback, someone's supervising you. Um, you get to, you know, show your performance and growth like, you know, mm -hmm. other jobs. And I think like the work of motherhood is valued on spiritual qualities, like your yes. faithfulness, your gentleness, mm -hmm. your patience. And those things get mm -hmm. really, um, I guess... It, it reveals how limited we are in those spiritual areas. Yes. So um, how did you um, go through, you know, mm -hmm. the heart of raising them and how did you overcome discouragement or how did that struggle point you closer to your need to rely mm -hmm. on God to do mm -hmm. this, this job or to, to be a mother who was um, filled with faith? Yeah. That's such a good question, Leslie, <laughs> because, you know what, I guess I, you know, I, 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 there are discouragements, but same time, you know, whenever, when I was, I should say less mature in my faith, mm -hmm. I would see discouragement as something that, oh, you know, um, I wasn't being appreciated, you know, like all the things right. I, I did, they didn't seem to understand and, or, of course. Or I feel like, you know, oh, they just never got it, you know, especially when we, those homeschooling days, I feel like, wow, you know, I thought my kids were able to get this because I'm a teacher by trade. You know, I I, I can teach, you know, <laughs> I taught other people's kids when it comes to my own kids. I, come, I just cannot get through them, you know, and yet those are, those things are very discouraging because I feel like mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with it, you know, and, and then later as I was growing older and also again really understanding you know who God is to me and to my children and I realized that those discouraging feelings often come from my own insecurities uh, mm -hmm. as well as discontentment 
Mm -hmm. Because when I start comparing my kids to other people's kids, and then that's, again, I I was being discontent. Mm -hmm. Why can I, why cannot my kids do these things that other people's kids can do, you know? But I realized that if I constantly have the comparison going, I would I will always lose, you know, there's no way I'm going to be, because my kids are just different from other people's kids, because God made them differently, and I have to focus on um, how they are made, who made them, their maker made them, and how, what are, what their strengths are, and then we're going to work on those strengths, and what their weaknesses are, and we're going to work on those weaknesses, and, you know, it's not about what I want for them, it's about what God wants for them. You know, mm-hmm. so I need to turn my my discouragement again, my discontentment to you know to a total trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even at the moment, I don't get to see what the future is going to be for them. I have to say, yes, God, I trust that you have your great purpose for him, for them, and you are going to work this out for them. You know, so right, that's right. that's something that I have learned, you know, through the years, throughout the years, and. Insecurity, same thing. I feel like, you know, okay, um, am I secure about my children's future? No, I was not, you know, because I feel like, okay, what kind of major, what kind of field they should go in? Or like, oh, someone else's kids are doing this kind of program or my kids kind of are not doing it. So are they they lagging behind or like all these things like, you know, yeah, they were very challenging. You know, I feel like, okay, am I doing enough for my kids? Again, am I doing enough for my kids? you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. again that kind of feeling comes from insecurity and i i i i have to realize that okay again god's in control he has full full control over my children and their future so you know so i need to realize that and understand you know start not focusing on what i know but yeah. focusing what god what god has in the future for them you know even though i don't know that but i got to trust that he's got it for them you know, so, yeah, so those are the time, the things that I believe that I reflected and it just, again, is my own growth. God used this motherhood really to grow me, to, you know, to sanctify me in a way, to be more like his son, Jesus, you know. Yeah, and, yes, it's growing. such a faith journey. And I it think is. seeing seeing you ahead of so many of us is a huge encouragement to know, like, God is leading our kids on the right path, on, on a good path too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And, and while we choose to trust, when we choose to trust God, our kids see that and they would, and they become more confident in themselves, you know, and they will say, oh yeah, you know, mom and dad, you know, we're all going to trust God together. You know, I'm not any less than anyone else because I am in Christ and he is gonna, he has this greater purpose for me. I got to hold on to that promise, you know? Yeah, it is very valuable when, when the kids can see the, the faith practiced, um, through their own parents. Yes. Um, I think that is so, um, valuable. And that's why when, when we had, um, formally talked about going to BSF Mm -hmm. as a family, I thought that was such a, a neat experience and a neat yeah. time that God was able to work through your family mm. um, just to ground um, you in, in his word. So I think yeah, that, yeah, that is really precious. 
Yeah, another thing I want to share also, like, you know, because I see your family, like, you know, how, you know, like Wednesday night, you and Darren and all the kids were sitting in front of the screen <laughs> doing everything together. That's another thing that I have seen that is really benefit my family in, in terms of making Christ as our center. Again, you know, like our boys, you know, back then when they were young, we're still had prayer meeting at church. And I remember yeah. Auntie Jean Lee would be the one that provide childcare. And my boys are the only two kids there with Auntie Jean Lee <laughs> in the, in the prayer, during prayer time. And while Ray and I would pray with adults. But, and now like, you know, so in their mind, they always remember, oh, Wednesday night is a prayer meeting time. So it's, it's, yeah. it's almost like they understand the time that's spent in prayers is important, you know? And so now, um, as they're growing up and now they attend the Wednesday night prayer meeting, the youth prayer meeting, mm-hmm. while Ray mm-hmm. and I would pray with the adults in the, with the church. And so, and then after our prayer meeting ends, we will come together and just share, you know, what we pray for. And then I, it's just such a blessing to be able to conclude the night to pray for those who are in need. And it I is a see, very special time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Spiritual time and special time. Yeah. So now they take ownership of their prayer life. They will pray for the people who are in need. And I, again, I see that's just God, uh, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. I would encourage you and Darren, keep on going with your kids. And yeah, they hear the sharing. You know, they, that that yeah. has been a struggle for us it because is. it's like, you know, we're distracted. Not everyone's yeah. paying attention. Mm-hmm. We're eating desserts. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not and me. And, but I love like the desserts the that they have. I know every time Ray is like, oh, but, I don't know what John's having for dessert today. <laughs> but you know, the, the interesting thing is like on some nights, like when we're struggling, like, oh, we're so tired. Should we, <coughs> should we not clock go. in tonight? Yeah. Like we do have a child who's really into routines and mm. not missing out. And mm. that child keeps us accountable and saying, <laughs> we, we should let's 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 try to make this happen so nice. i think because of like the child's persistence we're like okay i guess we'll try well, let's try to do this yes, as a family yes, it's, yes. it's a family effort it really yes, is because yes. yeah. we, we come we come slowly you know we have lots of distractions no, it's it's all good. Let's see, because again, no, I you see, don't see what's on this side of the screen. You know, I know, but too. you know, but but I agree with you. The struggles are there. Yeah. The struggles are yeah. real, and but like you're right, it's a family effort. And yeah. just do what you can. I think that mm-hmm. um, I'm so glad you have that one child to say, hey, no, yeah. mom, we should do this. And the blessing, you'll see a blessing in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, 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 yeah, I just applaud you for that. You know, continue to continue on. You'll be blessed. Yeah, you'll be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the encouragement. Um, so I'm going to go back to BSF. Um, mm-hmm. Not that we are <laughs> endorsing you here, but I think just because we've talked about this with each other over yeah. and over again. Um, yeah. uh, this year, some new things are happening with you. God's calling you to some new yeah. roles. Um, so I want to give you some time to talk about that. Um, becoming a substitute teaching leader. And at first, I want to tell you as a BSF uh, attendee participant myself, I am always just so blessed being under the teaching of these teaching leaders. Um, Every single one that I've listened to, um, I've gone through several, 
I am just so amazed. So when you came and told me that you were being called and recruited to be trained, I was Mm -hmm. just like in awe of God calling you to Mm -hmm. this role. And I really thought that this is how God had been preparing you for just the years that I've known you. I just, it made sense to me. And I was excited for you. Mm. So um, I think the first thing I want to ask you about is um, how is this opportunity um, causing you to work out, you know, deeper insecurities mm. Mm. Um, that have been confronted by this opportunity or just even mm. fears that you might have had to go through and submit to God? Mm. Well, our God is amazing, God. Like I said, not only you are in awe of his work, so yeah. am I. I'm in awe of his calling. <laughs> I was like, why would he even call me? Because I, you know, I'm not one that uh, very eloquent with my speech. And it's, it's not even my, my mother tongue. You know, English is not my first language. It's like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing with me. But, you know, you call me, you will definitely equip me and enable me. So um, definitely yes. when the leader first called me and asked me to pray about it, well, my first initial reaction response was, you know what? I'm not going to say no to God. Because when you're in BSF <laughs> long enough, you just know that saying no to God is not, no is not the answer. Yeah. You should at least pray. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm just like, okay, God, you know, all right. Okay. Here's the opportunity. I'm going to pray about it. So I was told my leader, I'm going to pray about it. And she said, good, go home, talk to Ray about it and pray about it together and see what, you know, what God, where God leads. So I prayed about, I remember I shared with you, like, you know, I was really like praying about the direction of ministry because again, younger one is going to college and I know I'm going to have probably a lot more time on my hands after, you know, next summer. So I want to start seeking God's uh, will and his direction for me. And um, so, you know, when I prayed and, and asked, God just said, there you go. This is one thing that I want you to consider and pray about. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, when I told my teaching leader, I said, yeah, I'm willing to uh, give a try. I'm willing to go through the process. Well, first, Ray is fully support uh, supportive of um, this um, commitment. Um, he first was more concerned about whether I can do it in terms of my schedule, you know, kids, you know, because he knows the the ministry, the capacity that we're both involved with, and also other things that I'm doing. So he just want to make sure that I would not um, overstress myself, and I would not uh, divide my atten- my attention to many to multiple areas where I cannot focus on fully uh, committed to this um, new calling. But after pray, praying, you know, I say, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask God to, um, you know, really show me the way. So I went through the process. And like I shared with you, uh, it was first, I went through like two interviews before I was um, invited to fill out the application. And I need to ask, you know, three references and you being one of them. And um, and they they just, you know, and then they go through my pro- my you know, went through my written application and went through, again, another interview, they decided to call me to be the substitute teaching leader. And so when that first came through, you know, uh, again, I have to be honest with you, it's like the whole process, I was like, you know, I was, I was praying, God, it's not for me, really, please, God, just take it away from me, take it away from me, you know, I will be okay. <laughs> just have somebody tell me, oh, no, you know, you're not qualified, or you're not ready, uh, this is not your time. And I'll be totally fine with this, you know, and, but I just went with this process and, and God just says, okay, you know, one after another, I just, 
I, I just pass them along. Move you, you know, along. Move, that's right. Move me right along. <laughs> when I, yeah. So when I first started um, the training, as you sh I shared with you, you know, the training took about two weeks and uh, I had to give uh, give like a sample a uh, simple lecture, you know, doctrine talk, all that things. And um, again, you know, um, I got Gamumi right along. So I had my first lecture on October 16. I'm going to have my second one next week. But like you're saying, insecurity, again, um, God allowed me to see that when he calls, he will equip and able. So that's one thing that I keep on holding on to. And I know he's a faithful God and he would not call me to set me up for failure. Okay, right. and I just mm -hmm. I gotta hold on to that promise. And and Leslie, you know how blessed I have been, you know, from the lecture prep. I share with you, I was so nervous, but at the same time, you know, just those times I got to sit with God, His Word. Those moments, it's it's sweeter than than ever. I never experienced that before because I know that when God put me in this place, honestly, being a teaching leader is not for yes it's for me to bless others speaking god's word it's actually for me to be blessed by god himself his mm -hmm. presence and, and in his word and knowing his promises and and how his spirit just fill me over and over again and and so towards the end you know guess what i'm the one that being blessed beyond measure you know and i yeah. i just i couldn't believe like you know just that experience i had to go through with God and I will not trade it for anything else, you know? Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. You're asking about the lecture again. Um, not really, but I do appreciate, <laughs> I do treasure the time I get to spend um, with God in that, you know, in that process. Can you clarify <laughs> and define like what a teaching leader gets to do? Like what is a lecture? Mm. Is it the equivalent of a mm. pastor preparing a sermon? Uh, okay. So the teaching leader of a class is basically like the primary, uh, yeah, like a, in a, kind of like a pastor would give the sermon, mm -hmm. but we don't call sermon, we just call lecture. So mm -hmm. we would uh, take a, a, a Bible passage and we will have to study it and we would uh, do homiletics on it, basically break down the verses and look for repetitive words and phrases um, and also ask ourselves the question, you know, when the author, well, ultimate author is God, but the human mm -hmm. author, mm -hmm. when he was asked to write this, these passages and these words, what's God, what is God's heart behind it? You know, like what exactly God's, what's God's message uh, in this passage to tell the people through this mm -hmm. uh, human author? And also, how do we apply God's word in our um present life you know mm -hmm. because when the books i mean the, those words were written to a certain audience uh maybe have different cultural background but right, those word right. is eternally true and his mm -hmm. his word is time timelessly true so mm -hmm. whether it's in the past the present the future god's word stands true forever so there's mm -hmm. always a way that you can find application from every passage that he teaches us and it's it's definitely something that you know it just is mind-blowing every time i study a passage it's like oh how come i never saw this before i mean i yeah. shared with it before right i mean we studied the bible the same yeah. book maybe like a couple years ago but when i come back to study the same passage same book i got totally different understanding it's like a deeper level of understanding or a different aspect of understanding mm -hmm. again that's how amazing god's word is how amazing our god is and he doesn't mm -hmm. change 
His word doesn't change. His truth doesn't change. And even the time changes. We we change, but God's word doesn't change. And we get to change to be more like his son, Jesus. So it through that process, it's just amazing, you know, how, yeah, how even just being a person who have the privilege to lecture, I'm the one that being blessed so much just by the time that I get to spend with God in his word. So, so you prefer yeah. that part than the lecturing part? <laughs> I do surely you, do. Do you, do you, you get people told me this? Do you get I, nervous before first, you're about to go up? I, I first got very nervous. And then, but we have, you know, our class administrator, secretary will all pray together for me. And I truly felt that power of the Holy Spirit just fill me. And I, I remember when I listened to my lecture, the recording, my voice were kind of breaking up, shaking a little bit when I first started, but later just kind of free flowing. And I don't, I didn't even know how God got me through that for 25 <laughs> minutes actually 26 minutes from my start Aww. speaking until the end of my yeah my lecture 26 minutes is perfect perfect time for for our for our class so again god just works everything out and i remember my um former teaching leader and she sent me a card she said again she said alice just god call you um out of faith you know you mm -hmm. step out of faith and he calls you and remember he will not set you up for failure just move forward steadily and faithfully and let God use you. Let God use you. That's what she said. I was just like, okay, so my job is just <laughs> do my lecture prep, you know, ask God to fill me and just show up and yeah. speak. That's it. <laughs> okay, that's not too bad. And that's how yeah. the spirit works, huh? That's we just works. let him yeah. work. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's only well, that that's really do. exciting. I, I feel like you're getting <laughs> equipped and you can be used here too in FCBC. Oh, it's a blessing to just be able to converse with you like this, Leslie. And then again, I think that it's like we're like iron sharpening iron. You know, we just encourage each other on to do good deeds and move closer to the Lord and uh, yeah. share together, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I would yeah. definitely count you more than just a sister and friend, but a partner of the gospel. So. Amen. Amen. That's our goal, right? Yeah. To labor together, labor together yeah. in action. Yes.